PYHG listeners, Cameron here, and I just want to thank you guys so much for a great 2014. We're going to take two weeks off, enjoy ourselves, spend some holiday time, and then you can see Rhea and I in Portland at Mississippi Studios on January 3rd and in Seattle at Rebar on January 4th. So guys, please come out to those shows. Take us an info at CameronEsposito.com. Also... If you're looking for that last-minute holiday gift, may I recommend Same Sex Symbol, which just came out on vinyl this week. You can get it at Same Sex Symbol, or that's not where you can get it. You can get it at killrockstars.com slash symbol, and that's my album from this year. Thank you guys so much for all your support. Have a great couple of weeks. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please put up yourself up. Please put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Thanks, guys. Keep it going for me, your host, Cameron Esposito. So great to see you guys. You looking chill. Nice to see you. What's up? How is it happening? You guys, this is our last show of 2014. It's been a great year. Let's hear it for the year. Just for the year. The year of 2014. We're going to take a couple weeks off and be people with lives. And that's going to be wonderful. There's comics in back. They're going to do jokes for you on the show tonight. Let's hear it for those comics. They are going to be hilarious. It's nice to see you guys. Look at all of you guys. You seem dressed up. What's happening tonight? Not you. Don't. I love that you. I love that you specifically. Like with a bag. Like how did that even get baggy right here? You know, it's such a baggy V-neck. Did you cut that? What happened to you? He was like, I'm not dressed up, sir. I know. That's the funky fresh flavor I expect from LA, which is why I'm so surprised by all these starched shirts. Because see, you're probably you probably are the most famous person here. That's that's how you can always tell who's doing the best. They're like, oh, I don't, I can bring this, and it doesn't matter. Professional, I'm a famous person. I always dress like garbage when I'm going to meet somebody for lunch that I need to impress. Because then I'm like, I know you need me, you know. Let's try to wear something I've already sweated through. Cool, cool. It's great to see you guys. And, uh, oh, I mean, and it's going to be a great holiday. Has anybody got any cool, cool ass? Anybody got a cool ass? Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. Anybody have a cool ass holiday plan coming up for them? Anybody doing anything special and and fun? Yes, anyone? No? Hanukkah? (laughs) I mean, I did say holiday, so thank you so much for being like, ah! Anticipate that you meant Christmas. <laughs> what, are you do- what are you doing for Hanukkah? Disembodied Jewish voice, where are you? <laughs> Who said that? You said that? <laughs> well, now I am interested. Are you going... Wait, I don't want to assume anything about you. Are you a Jewish person? No, my parents are. Your parents are? Fuck yeah, this is great. The world is an adventure. Um... And you're spending Hanukkah with your parents? Black Jews, yeah. With the, with your parents, the black Jews. Yeah, no, I can I I can see your uh I got it. <laughs> That's cool. Did they convert? Or yeah, and then you were like, not 
that stops here. Yeah, seems like a lot of work. You gotta get in that bathtub. You gotta get out. They dump some water on you in the middle. Were you not baptized if you're Jewish? I don't know anything about what Judaism is. <laughs> uh, I'm honestly basing that 100% of half of what I seem to remember Charlotte having to do in Sex in the City. That's, that's my whole... Like, I'm not saying I don't know Jewish people. When you're talking about conversion, I'm like, oh, well, what did Charlotte have to do? I remember that episode with the tea bags. That's all I remember from that show. Okay. I hope you have a, ha- a happy Hanukkah with your folks. Let's hear for that guy. Anybody else doing anything cool? Not working. What? Not working. Not working? You guys are sweeties, number one. Thanks for holding hands and speaking in unison. <laughs> We are together! Here's how you'll know. Hands, unison, speaking. Activate! Not working? What do you usually do when you're... uh, in elementary school. You work at an elementary school? Both of you? Uh Yeah. What do you do there? Are you teachers? TAs. TAs. And you in the same class? No. No. Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> you guys are TAs. You work at the same school. You're dating each other. You're gay people. I know this is going to sound super crazy, but I've already lived that life. I'm less interested than you think I am. <laughs> oh, you think I haven't been a gay TA that was dating another gay TA? Ridiculous. I've been that person. Like 10 years ago, motherfuckers. Catch up. First job out of college, I was 23. Okay, um, that's rad. I'm gl- enjoy your break. I hope you guys enjoy your break. Thanks for the work you're doing with kids. Let's hear for those dudes. I'm gonna go home to Chicago. My fiance. Whoa, whoa! So excited about a city. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go home to Chicago, and my uh, my my parents are there. And then um, my, my, I, have, I have a sister who's there. I have another sister who lives in Buenos Aires because she's the coolest of us. You know? The one who lives in South America. Always the fucking coolest. The problem being that if you actually are born in South America, it's tough to tell which of your siblings. Just have to move further south. Go off the tip and then around to Asia. Is that what is on the. (laughs) All right. You go through the water like a Jew and then come out. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out there, and then my fiance, her her folk, I'm gonna, my folks are gonna be there, and then her, my fiance's folks are gonna come, and then uh, our parents are gonna meet for the first time. Yeah, they haven't met yet. How do you guys think it's gonna go? We're adorable. I actually feel like what the reason I'm finally like, oh, this is just how you do this, is because I don't care how it's gonna go, because it's just gonna be fine, because we're family already, so they're just gonna have to become family members of each other. Do, have, has anybody reached that level of adulthood yet? 
I've reached a weird level of adulthood where I have a time after which I start talking about babies. It's 11 p.m. My fiance pointed this out to me uh, that after 11 I get tired and I go, I want a baby. That happened five months ago. Never before five months ago did I ever think about having children. And now it's not so much a biological clock as like a biological watch where every, it's a biological iPhone alarm that goes off at 11 p.m. every night if I'm not already sleeping. Because I've also started to decide, maybe I should go to the bed in the 7s, in the 7 p.m.s. Thinking about it. 7.15, can we get in? No? That is awesome. So, uh, yeah, I do want a baby um, eventually. I don't, I don't think I want to grow into my body. Something weird is happening. I'm getting older, my body is like ch- trying to change my mind about some shit. I've known how I felt about this for a while because they don't make maternity vests. <laughs> So what would I wear? (laughs) Also, I have a strict rule about fingernails. I find them disgusting, especially when they're untrimmed. I don't want them in my body. And babies have fingernails. (laughs) That's disgusting. (laughs) If you're fine with that, I'll hire you to have my baby. (laughs) If you're fine with that. I think that's gross. Something different is happening lately. And I realized something just like last night. I know this seems really late to realize this, but like last night, I realized that... Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I, this is the first time that I'm going to talk about this on stage uh, because I'm not allowed to contractually. Um, I, last night, I woke up in the middle of the night uh, because, my, uh, because uh, useless eggs were smashing their way out of my body covered in blood (laughs) as a period. And I'm not allowed to talk about that because I'm a female comic and it's hack and also disgusting. (laughs) But I want you guys to know out there, you guys that are like, oh, shut up about that. Talk more about dick cheese or whatever. I don't know, whatever. (laughs) Whatever guys are just allowed to talk. Guys are allowed to talk about their buttholes and the poop that comes out of them. Guys are allowed to just like take their penis and be like, this is me stirring my penis in poop. They're allowed to hold, they're allowed to have a penis and then hold a penis outside of their pants so that you're like, oh, that's actually just what that looks like if you're holding your own penis. Have you ever noticed that guy comics are never, they're never holding it up here. It's right where that would really be. Um, But I'm not allowed to talk about my period because it's disgusting. You know what? It is way more disgusting than you can imagine. I always feel like when guys are like, oh, gross. I always, I know that if you're a guy that thinks it's, oh, gross, you've never had a conversation with a woman about it. So you imagine that it kind of like pours out in sort of like a gravy boat, sort of like a evenly dispersed, no, chunks. Chunks. Chunks come out of your body. Your body smashes chunks of itself out of your vagina in the night. This doesn't always happen when you're awake. You could be dreaming and then what the, you feel it. Women don't tell you that, you feel it. You can, oh my God, it's here. And then it's, you can feel it there. Oh my God. How big was that? Very big. I've held one in my hand just to be like, I gotta get a closer look at this little strawberry. It's totally disgusting. It hurts terribly. And here's the worst part. To me, 
This has no relevance. This has no relevance, because at least if you're a straight woman, I assume, and I'm making a big assumption, that at one point in your life, you've gotten your period, and though some shit was working its way out of you, using your own body as a squeezing device, you still in your mind were like, oh, thank God I'm not pregnant. Like, I know there are straight women that have had a moment of relief amidst this horror, and here's the thing, I'm... Never worried I'm pregnant. I haven't been worried I was pregnant for 13 years. And honestly, that time 13 years ago when I sort of worried about being pregnant, now looking back on it, knowing what I know about what heterosexual sex is, I really didn't have to worry. Because he was like over there. I don't know, I was raised Catholic. I was like, if it's in the room, I will get pregnant. So anyway, my whole point is um, this is terrible that this happens to me. It is worse for me than any of you. I am so genuinely sad about it. Um, And I will take donations of Advil or just tweets of Tweets of esteem, you know? Like, if, when you get home after the show, if you just want to be like, get through it, little buddy. I believe in you. You know, anything you want to just kind of do to buoy me through this, that would be great, because I'm not relieved about it at all. Okay, I've been great. Thank you. Now, this comic coming to the stage right now, he's a friend of the show. We have him on a lot. We really love him. Let's hear it right now. Mr. Nate Craig, guys. Give it up for Nate. Hey, everybody. One more time for Cameron. Pushing out chunks of hilarity right for you guys. Uh, what's up, guys? Close call yesterday. I almost vacuumed without smoking weed first. (laughs) Don't do that. Vacuuming without weed is like your day is screaming in your face. Because vacuuming is a worthless task. Your brain knows it, and it's yelling at you to do something with your life. But with weed, I like vacuuming. You're in the clear. (laughs) You've already given up on being productive. You no longer uh, are responsible. It's not even a chore anymore. You can just relax and give your rug those kick-ass pinstripes they look so good in. I love living here in L.A. You know you live in a nice place when homeless people go there to retire. I've been living in the same place for five years and somebody stole my wind chime. Yeah, yeah. When I moved in, it came with a free wind chime. And they stole it. But I got a new wind chime. My old wind chime was seashells. My new wind chime is a crackhead in a dumpster full of empty bottles. And I can't prove it, but I think my new wind chime stole my old wind chime. He's not the winds, but he does blow through that dumpster every morning, right at the crack of crack. Right at crack rise every day. That's when I get up. 
Uh, it's actually a dumpster full of empty bottles and a printer because my printer said it wouldn't work because my ink had expired. And I don't negotiate with terrorists. I don't know why they're even talking about making 3D printers. We're talking about printers. Hold up. How about we make a 2D printer that functions properly before we start handing over dimensions to the machines that get stuck on crooked paper? How about that? Yeah. I've had five printers in my life. Not one of them could handle my damn resume. <laughs> Two months ago, they printed a raspberry. Why? What's wrong with real raspberries? We need to stop pointing our geniuses at shit that we don't need. How many PhDs does it take to not cure malaria? You want to put those machines in charge of body parts and food? You're out of your mind. Printers. You don't want to trust printers. I don't trust a printer as far as I can throw a printer. And I've thrown every single printer that I've ever owned. <laughs> they don't go very far. I just don't trust technology. Like, uh, definitely not with dating. Uh, like, I'm not on Tinder. I'm not on Tinder because of all the things that I want from a smartphone, syphilis is not one of them. <laughs> no, I'm totally on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> But I don't have syphilis. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just went to the clinic. Everything's fine. Thanks for asking. Uh, I go to the clinic because I'm a safe and responsible person, okay? That doesn't always make safe and responsible decisions. And the last time I went to the clinic, the nurse that I got, I don't know if he messes with everybody or if he just wanted to mess with me, but he was like 45 years old. He was a black dude. And I swear to God, this is how he gives me the questionnaire before the exam. I swear to God, he said all of this. He was like, okay, Mr. Craig, have you had sex in the last calendar year? I said, yes. He said, okay, Plaga. <laughs> he said, Mr. Craig, have you had unprotected sex in the last calendar year? I said, yes. He said, that's okay, dog. I don't think it is. I think that's why I'm here. He said, Mr. Craig, have you had anal sex or oral sex in the last calendar year? I said, yes. He said, which one? I said, both. He said, you know you got to flip them upside down sometimes, Plaga. I thought he was going to high-five me. For a while, I was like, this dude's hilarious. This is ridiculous. And then I remembered where the hell I was. And... I was like, dude, you should probably tone it down. Like, you might have to give me bad news in 20 minutes. Don't jinx this for me, you know? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, easy, buddy. I did not come here to celebrate. I came here because I slept with a burlesque dancer with a tattoo of an assault rifle on her body. <laughs> tone it down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, come on. Is that the guy they should have telling people they got STDs? The guy that can't monitor his enthusiasm? <laughs> You know you gotta flip them upside down sometimes. Play it. Do you even work here? <laughs> Starting to wonder if you even work here. Uh, to be fair, the clinic I go to is also a Pizza Hut Taco Bell. <laughs> you guys, I've been Nate Craig. Enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much. You guys, Nate Craig, one more time for Nate. Let's hear it for Nate. Hey, we are gonna keep the uh, the show. We are gonna keep the show right on rolling with the special guest drop-in that we're always happy when he comes by. Let's hear right now from Mr. Zach Galifianakis, you guys. Let's hear for Zach. <laughs> 
still coming. We didn't know about uh, that's well that was great. You guys feel you guys, do you, how do you guys feel? You feel great? Sometimes it's intense when there's a big movie star up top, you know, because then you guys feel like, oh, who else is on the show? <laughs> Tons of other movie stars, you guys. Huge other movie stars, lots of movie stars. In the future. I always get so disappointed with LA audiences when they get jazzed about first of all, Zach's great. Of course he is. He's a nice man, just so you know that, which I think kind of helps his case. You know, and his I don't know if you've his ponytail, I think it's a beautiful choice. I think it's actually a great you know, I think it's an I definitely think it's an upgrade. He looked great, all right, but that's a nice pony, and I don't I'm not ashamed to say it. I love his ponytail. <laughs> I mean, I have a, you know, I've been, I, this is what I'm working with. Just a, just a revolutionary war nape of the neck. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson at the gym sort of situation. <laughs> so, I can, I can get into a sweet pony. But I always get so, so, so disappointed. I always get so disappointed when LA audiences, like, you know, see Zach, and then they kind of just, you know, come all over themselves, and then they can't continue with the rest of the show because I want I, I want you to know that you know like we're all I, do, you, do you know that that um, every we're all gonna be uh, I'm gonna I can't wait for, t- for 10 years from now in your lives you know when you were like she gave this big speech and at the time I didn't understand what she meant but oh my god she's extremely wealthy <laughs> too wealthy she has to donate some of it just to deal with taxes. She made it so hard. I don't know if you guys know that you can make it. There's a soft making it, and then there's a... <laughs> Full make, you know? There is no making it. Did you know that? Did you know you just have to work forever? Did anybody tell you that? I know you probably moved here, and you're like, I can't wait to get the thing. There's no thing. There's no thing. You're going to get the thing, and then you're like, this thing is stupid, and it was canceled immediately. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Or let's say you do make, like, the one thing that's like, the thing! You know, like, just billboards everywhere, just like, the thing, and then the people are tweeting, hashtag the thing, or whatever, and people are into it. Guess what? When that ends, and you're just, like, the guy who did the thing for a really long time. Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes you come back. You're like, remember that thing? I'm not that guy anymore. People are like, oh, we still see the guy in you. You know, so it's a whole other situation. (laughs) This is the most true shit you've ever heard. You're just going to have to listen to it on the podcast to really decode what I'm saying. There's a ring. I've I've given you each a decoder ring. I've given you each a decoder ring. It's, It's a phone call from South Dakota and you're gonna get it (laughs) and it'll tell you what I've said (laughs) I'm really extremely funny (laughs) loving it okay great we feel good as an audience we've calmed down we've reset well all of these comics coming up now are just wonderful now this next comic it is her first time on the show whenever it's somebody's first time on the show we go extra crazy we welcome them very hard so that they feel loved and kind of held in our Wombs. Uh, men, am I right? Put it in the womb. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Anna Sergi, to give it up for Anna. 
Thank you for having me. This is such a great show. Zach was so funny. Whew, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm going to be so much better. So that's a uh, fair warning now. Um, I actually think it was a bun. I don't think it was a pony. I think it was a tasteful, great bun, which I loved. Um, not a top bun, though, which is... Uh, we'll address that with him later, privately. You know, uh, We are in the middle of a top bun revolution right now. I don't know if you knew that. Um, a crisis, more. <laughs> a top bun crisis. Um, I heard uh, somebody with a top bun, not Zach, but a different somebody. Um, I hang out with more than just Zach, you know? Um, I heard this woman with a top bun, but it was like a top bun that was here, and then all of a sudden it was like, and then it was up front, you know? just right here for no one for no one no one wanted that no one requested that uh i heard her say the most awful thing i've ever heard anybody say um and it was your she she was talking to a friend and she said your blouse is evocative of terrence malick What? So, so your blouse is evocative of Terrence Malick. Did you know that you could just say anything? Like you could just say any words. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It should matter. I wish. What do you say? I felt so violated, you know? Like, as a bystander. I felt so violated. I wanted to just be like, you're dog shit, you know? Just, you're dog shit. But I didn't. And I, man, I don't know if you guys have hate. Oh, I have hate. I have a lot of hate. And it just, like, rots right above the crotch. Just, it's nuzzled on the crotch, rotting right now as we speak. Oh. And I, I used to, like, see people mumble and be like, that person's crazy. Now I see people mumble, and I'm like, I'm jealous. I want to mumble. Because you see people, do you guys, have you seen like a person respond unreasonably angrily to like a thing that doesn't matter? Like somebody will be making a, a faulty left turn, and then a guy in a backpack will be like, just drive better! Just if you're going to drive, I think you should do it better. <laughs> and you're like, hey, hang on. But, but then they're like, like, just will compile other things that are wrong in their lives that don't have anything to do with the left turn. Like They'll just be like, oranges are expensive. <laughs> I hate seagulls. <laughs> that man is me. That, I am that man. <laughs> I'm that man in that backpack. That's me now. Mostly, I just am ashamed all the time. I hope you are ashamed all the time. <laughs> Y'all ashamed? Okay. Y'all fuck? Y'all ashamed? Okay. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I, uh, I lived in Russia till I was 12, which is terrible. That's the worst country. Oh, boy. It's bad. Don't go. Um, so I'm ashamed constantly. Like, it's like a shame that follows me. It's like shadows me, you know? Like, everywhere I go, it's like, we know. It's a we. It's a we. It's like a we know, you know, for a code of shame. 
I moved to the United States when I was 12, which means that I was a 12-year-old foreign kid. Do you guys remember 12-year-old foreign kids? Yes. Very funny. Oh my God, so funny. What are you doing? Just like smiling all the time, psychotically, just... Excited about milk at school? Not like chocolate, just 2% milk. Just excited. Just today we get milk. <laughs> you get milk every day, you fucking animal. Jesus. That was me. I, that was, I was that kid. I didn't know how to be here. Because when you move, no one like, there's no welcome committee that's like, uh, okay, so just listen to Prince and then it's fine. That's, that's pretty much it. All it takes to succeed. No one told me. So here's what I had. I had a penis tip haircut. <laughs> a penis tip haircut is a specific type of bowl cut that looks like a penis tip. So, <laughs> Thank you. And then I knew just one phrase in English, which was, Hi, will you be having lunch? <laughs> I know. At that volume, too, which is, oh. So people made fun of me. And the people who would make fun of me would be, like, girls who are already hot at 12. Who is that for, you know? Who is that, you know, uh, targeting? I said that on stage once, and some guy was like, my fucking daughter's 12, and she's hot, so... No. It's very weird. It's weird to be like, my fucking daughter's boobs are coming in and they're sick, dude. Sick ass boobs on my sick ass daughter, so. It's weird. So that guy's daughter made fun of me. Like girls who already had a purse at the age of 12, which is like, what are you putting in your purse when you're 12? Stickers? Fuck you. Get out of here. Yeah, okay. So those girls would come up to me and be like, hi, we're gorgeous. Uh, we love it. <laughs> What's up with you? Are you like slow or what do you do? <laughs> what are you contributing? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> would that be nice? Well, where were you, you know? I didn't know, I just didn't know how to be here. All I did was I took the first wave of advice that came my way, which just some man came up to me and was like, I don't know how you do things. <laughs> Back where you're from. But in the United States, we do two things. We love the band Corn. <laughs> and we wear Janko brand jeans. Real large pants, top to bottom. Have fun out there. <laughs> and I was like, that's sick. I'm going to do that for uh, 10 years. <laughs> and then I, like, I came back to school, and I couldn't wait to show my girls everything I was now, you know? They were my girls all, for some reason. And uh, they were like, are you still slow? Um, and I was like, <laughs> no, 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 because I love 
the band Korn. <laughs> and but everybody, take a look at my pants. <laughs> Will you be having lunch? <laughs> All right, thank you guys, you've been great. another comic and you're just like just fuck that is great material you guys are you do you know how good that material was <laughs> like she and i just moved here not too long ago from i believe san francisco and i mean like that if there's anybody here looking for you know the next tiny russian that's it <laughs> there she was unreal you guys, I have a big treat for you coming up next. Now, she is a co-producer on this show. We have, we have a three, a three, a tri-pronged, we've got a tri-pronged trident that runs, we've got a pack of trident gum that runs this show. And uh, it's Ryan McMenamin up in a booth who makes this show into a podcast. As well as co-producing it. And it's Rhea Butcher who's coming up next, and I'll reintroduce her, and it's myself, and that's, that's the team. And we're so happy that you guys were really here this whole year. Thanks for supporting the show. This is, this is our second year, so we're happy about it. Big anniversary show coming. Is it January 13th, Ryan? I think so. Yeah, January 13th, big anniversary show, double slots. Double slots, that can mean it. that Rhea and I will both be on the show. That's what I like to call double slots. <laughs> uh, there, that should be an applause break. That's stupid that that wasn't an applause break. Uh, and, and we'll have a ton of awesome comics then. But right now, co-producer on the show, one of my favorite comics, Ms. Rhea Butcher. Guys, give it up for Rhea. You guys, we got two comics in your and we got two comics in your left. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know what that means, but it's true. You know what I saw yesterday? Fucking car in front of me making a right hand turn from the left lane. Oh, Los Angeles, I love you. Don't say ooh like that's not half of people driving in LA. Like I'm not, I'm not actually. This isn't like a, oh, traffic is terrible. Traffic. It's not that traffic is terrible. It's that people are just like I don't give a oh, I I don't oh I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, I don't. I want to be there, and so. <laughs> Like, this is a city where people just drive on the wrong side of the road because they're like, there's traffic and I have to turn left. So I'm going to cross the solid yellow line for a while. <laughs> With no turn signal. I'm just going to do whatever I want. Like, I think part of it is just the L.A. culture of just, like, everybody that moved here. It's a very driven city, right? You have to, like, some... I guess some people are from here, but, like, who? Okay, those people, whatever. Look at your... You're a minority here. Everybody else has invaded your city. And they brought their bad attitudes. Their attitudes of just, like, I, I'm here for me! 
Like, of course. Like, we're all just like, if I could just get to this one second faster, I would have a deal. So it's just dry. It's just... I just feel like I'm gonna at one, I'm just gonna see somebody drive through a house and off a cliff. Just like this is the fastest way. <laughs> like they're just looking at ways. Okay, ways. Just off a cliff. Everybody's a fucking asshole. I also feel like people just don't even realize this isn't how people drive or walk or even stand. LA is just people don't even know how to use sidewalks. People just stand like okay, so a sidewalk, people just stand uh like this. Just on their phone. The width of the sidewalk. They're on the sidewalk. They're not like I just mean they're like Wait, what are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm at this cafe, but I'm smoking directly next to it, and so I have to look at this. <laughs> oh, you were trying to walk here? Go in the street where someone will kill you. <laughs> like, I brought my bicycle when I moved out here because I thought, like, yeah, I'll ride a bike. No, I will not ride a bike. <laughs> LA is a fucking city. It's, LA is a city where if you ride your bike, people will roll down their window and be like, get on the sidewalk! Do you guys know it's illegal to ride your bike on the sidewalk? It is illegal. That is, and I always, and because they're in a car and it's a Lamborghini and they're like, I gotta get out of it. They're like down, I gotta go. You never have enough time to be like, that's technically wrong. I'm where I should be. But also like, I guess they just think bikes should be on the sidewalk because they also park on the sidewalk. Like people will just be like, is the spot go into the like to get frozen yogurt you know like uh, I don't know if there's a I mean I guess technically there's not a parking lot but like in front of it there's three chairs so if I just park next to that it's terrible and I make I guess I'm doing like maybe that's a woman's voice that I'm doing but it's like it's some women but I think it's mostly dudes that I just like the just the anxiety that must be coursing through these men's bodies in their vintage cars that have never been touched by salt you know as they go 1,000 miles an hour <laughs> the wrong way into like a driveway <laughs> I get what you're saying you can't go the wrong way into a driveway yes you can if you're pulling into CBS Studios <laughs> Anyway, I hate everybody here. In this room. I don't mean in the city. <laughs> They're cool. You guys are fucking the worst. No, I'm just kidding. God, that, somebody said, aww. Like, that's when I was going to reveal. I hate... Sometimes in a show, I like to say, I hate men. And then people will be like, oh. And I... And it, the thing is, is I... I, I do hate men. <laughs> I don't hate men. I just find you whiny. Get your shit together. So whiny. Oh. 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 I'm so surprised I don't see more heterosexual couples with like the girlfriend just physically carrying the man <laughs> just down the street while he's like, it was hard. Somebody try to make me real something <laughs> and everything's for me so I don't have to learn <laughs> this 
start making high chairs for men, for adult men, just in a high chair at a restaurant, just two forks. They don't even get a knife. Smashing a steak. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Oh, you hate men because you're a lesbian. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, the, and here's why. Straight women have to love you. That's not, it's not like, oh, straight women love No, it's like they, their bodies are like, God damn it. Okay, get inside. <laughs> oh, well, we've got two comics left. And both of them are dudes. <laughs> so I feel like I've set up a safe space. <laughs> Oh, please. What if a dude had to walk out one time and be like, I feel strangely uncomfortable for a second. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've had to walk out and talk into a microphone that somebody was just using as a dick? <laughs> Especially offensive as lesbian that does not get that close to this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> This next comic, it is his first time on the show. He's in from Chicago, so we're gonna give him an extra big welcome. Friend of mine, Mr. Charlie Burry, guys. Give it up for Charlie. How's it going, guys? I'd like to think I'm one of the good ones, but you know. I'll have to wait and see how the set goes. Um, I, uh, I am in from Chicago. I'm real pumped to be here. I spend all my time trying to get pedestrians onto architectural river tours downtown. And uh, part of that gig involves coming up with these little rhymes to persuade people to board the ships that we just... Hi, ma'am. Hello. Hi. It's, it's a beautiful day to sail away. Beautiful day to sail away. <clears throat> But I work with this fellow who doesn't understand the difference between a rhyme and a riddle. So I'll be like, down the river the boat goes, where it stops, nobody knows. You gotta, you gotta tell them that boat's coming back within the hour, they need to know it's, it's pertinent information. I don't know what it is about me. I don't field a ton of tour-related questions. I do have a lot of people approaching. Hi, excuse me. Hi, could, hello, could you, hi, um, could you tell me where I might find the best Chicago-style pizza to eat? Like, um, <laughs> like thick crust of dip dish pizza for my family to enjoy. And just, <laughs> just thick pizza. And, uh, I try and be helpful. It's just hard to accept. The fact that people who've never been to the city arrive for the very first time in their lives see me. And their brain's like, oh, this is the boy who will have the answers. He will know. That's the one. And I am the one. <laughs> Followed their intuition. It's been a struggle for a while. Sometimes uh, growing up, I had to play the fat person role in imaginary games with my friends, like, they'd be at the army base with machine guns and flamethrowers and I was just the chef flipping pancakes. And like, oh. <laughs> Order up. <laughs> Cops and robbers, I was the fat banker behind the counter. I don't want any trouble here, boys. 
I got a wife at home and it's pot roast night tonight. I can't. <clears throat> Cowboys and Indians, I was just an obese Chinese railroad worker. I don't know what that was all about. I don't know what that was all about. I'm trying though. I went for a stroll um, down a, a joint bike and walking path and I, um, I startled this bunny. Startled this bunny that was in my way and the, the, the bunny overreacted. I cut left, juked right, full speed. Uh, all of a sudden, head first, full speed, uh, into the front wheel of, of this oncoming bicycle. Yeah. Guy on the bike slams on his brakes, screams at me, Hey! As if I, as if I sent the animal at him. Like, there was a moment when I saw him coming, and I was like, Every creature in the forest! <laughs> The time is now! <laughs> I grew up around a lot of Irish Catholic people. Um, I don't know if you know about the Irish. We can make any song real, real sad. Uh, just before the, the lyrics even kick in with the intros, like, this was written in 1882. Man was convicted of a crime he didn't commit. <laughs> They threw him in a, in a jail cell. They gave him a pen and paper. This is what came from it. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the itsy bitsy spider. Oh my God. It's too much. Too much. I'm a little teapot, short and stout. I have no money. I'm sad all the time. <laughs> Found myself on a website called Great Americans with Depression. It's a very cold winter in Chicago. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, Meriwether Lewis of Lewis and Clark, one of the most renowned explorers the country's ever seen, one of the first people to go to the Pacific Ocean, he suffered from depression. Made me wonder what his journal entries on his down days may have read like. Just August 18th, 1802, came across a creature the natives here called buffalo. Saddest eyes I'd ever seen in an animal. <laughs> Later, the men went to forage for berries and scout for warriors. I stayed behind, ate all the rations, and masturbated. <laughs> Downer of a man, Meriwether Lewis was. Guys, get out of here on this one. I was uh, up at a lake house with a bunch of buddies and uh, a bunch of dudes just kind of standing about waist deep in the water, and the person who was hosting everybody for the weekend... Uh, said, hey, you guys want to play a game called Water Secrets? <laughs> and, uh, like, sure, yeah, what's the, what is that? You know? We'll play, but what is the, what's, what's, what's that game? He said, oh, it's, just, um, it's a game where you reveal something about yourself that you normally wouldn't share with others uh, involving anything that happened around any body of water. <laughs> Here, I'll start. <laughs> this lake that we're in right now, uh, when I was about 11 or 12 years old, I really had to go to the bathroom, but I didn't want to swim away, uh, you know, go into shore, so I kind of, I swam away from all the kids that I was with, and I, I pooped 
Um, I pooped right here in this lake. Oh, we don't have to play anymore. So just to recap, um, a dude brings a bunch of other guys up to a lake house, creates a game called Water Secrets. (laughs) Just to reveal that he had pooped in that lake about a decade before. And the real water secret, ladies and gentlemen of Los Angeles, is that I was that boy. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's my time. Charlie Brown, one time, guys. Let's hear it for Charlie. Charlie. Hey, we've got one comic left. He is a friend of mine. He's a friend of the shows. We love him when he's in town. Let's hear it right now for Mr. Brooks Whelan, guys. Give it up for Brooks. Come on. What if I just fucking lost it the whole ep- like this whole show? This. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> There's so many people out there. I've never looked into their eyes before. Oh fuck! You can't do this. You've got jokes. Just do them from back here. Um, <laughs> Okay, um, uh, they say snakes are just as afraid of you as you are of them. Uh, really? Do they have dreams I crawl into their bed every night? (laughs) Did snakes take mushrooms in the desert one time? Then just have to hang out on top of a van all day? Because they thought Brooks's were everywhere? (laughs) Oh, man, what a visual joke to start a podcast set. (laughs) This joke's for the people here. The people in the podcast are like, that joke wasn't worth an opening. (laughs) The rest of the set, I do close-up magic. (laughs) Is this your card? (laughs) Oh, everyone on the listening to the podcast is like, he sounds great. I should stress, if I'm going to lie, it shouldn't be like, is this your card? I'd be like, and, and pick a card, any card. And this is your dead dad. <laughs> He's the fucking best. We got to see his magic. Audio only, baby. <laughs> I wrote that earlier joke, stoned. Uh, makes sense. I was just high, and this Discovery Channel was on, and they're like, bears are more afraid of humans than them. And I was like, I fucking doubt it. <laughs> No way. There's no way bears walk around the woods clapping once every ten minutes. <laughs> I kind of like weed, man. Weed is, like, more fun. Weed is the best drug, because, like, it, nothing bad really happens. It just makes uninteresting things very interesting. Like, I was in the grocery store high the other day, and I saw a baby speaking French, and, like, that's crazy, you know? Like... <laughs> Babies don't know French, and like, I saw a baby just fucking speaking French. And if I was sober, I would have like rationally thought like, oh, that baby must have French-speaking parents, but I was high, and I thought, okay, that's a genius baby! This baby knows French! I don't know French! What else do you do, rich baby? I bet it's taxes. Baby, am I single in one or single in zero? I never know. 
It's a W9 joke. <laughs> that joke's if you get fired a bunch. If anyone should get it, it's kids in Los Angeles. <laughs> like, we are the people who have the most one-day jobs anywhere. Fill out the math? Okay. I just played a background extra. I mean, that's just a true thing. You just have to fuck... They're like, you want $100? Do an hour of math. You have to fill out, like, one or zero or zero or zero, like, and then at the end, you're, it's like, what did you get? Like, one or two? And I'm like, 50? <laughs> Cut that joke out of the podcast. <laughs> Makes me sound bad. Because it's not a good joke. I like weed. I don't like cocaine at all. Uh, cocaine should just be called, Oh no, the sun's out. <laughs> That's all that happens. You do it, then whoopsies, it's tomorrow. How'd we get here? Whenever that drug is offered, someone should just have to yell, hey, who wants to panic alone in their bed later? <laughs> and someone is always like, I would love to. I can't wait to play couch to bed to couch to bed. Where will I fall asleep? The answer's nowhere. I can't wait to sweat to Netflix. I can't wait to panic to season two of Louie. I'm not good at drugs. Nobody's good at drugs, though. Like, nobody's, taken, nobody's ever taken an amount of drugs and then gone, perfect amount! <laughs> That's not how they work. Nobody takes drugs and goes, nailed that amount of drugs. Let's go make sense at a party. <laughs> no way. You take drugs, one of two things happens. You take drugs, and you're either like, we should get more of this drug! Let's call people we kind of know. <laughs> Or you take an amount of drugs and then you just go, we just took too many! Don't leave! Watch TV while I lay on the floor! Not doing great. Uh, this thing happened the other day. It's tough to talk about. It happened like two months ago, but still. It's like, it's like not funny. But, you know, like, be honest while you're on stage is what they say. And it's, like, tough to really, you know, honestly, like, talk about. Um, but, you know, just, like, it's just, like, you'll – it's tough to talk about. Two months ago uh, – sorry to get real for a second. But um, a man's ponytail touched my mouth. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I've been thinking about a lot lately. Taking stock of my life, you know. You know, the questions you will have when that happens, you know. Where was it before? I don't know, somewhere pretty wet, though. How'd you get that so slick? You villain from kindergarten cop. It happened in New York. I live in New York. I fucking hate New York. And... I do. I hate that place. Fuck it. If New York's listening, go fuck yourself, New York. And, uh, yeah, come up to me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> like, people in New York, when I'm moving back to Los Angeles, because this is where it's at, you know? I love it here. And uh, people are just like, oh, did New York, like, hardcore New Yorkers are like, did New York win? Like, that's what they say. Like, did New York City win? I'm like, you fucking bet it did. It kicked my dick in. 
I'm done. My first sign, New York sucked, should have been when I moved there. I tried to write jokes about how they just put their trash in the street. Like in New York, if you visit, they just throw their trash in the middle of the street. It's just like in the sidewalk, and you got to fucking shimmy around trash all day. And I moved there, and I was just writing jokes. I'm like, you guys put your trash in the street. And no one in New York laughed at those jokes. Because everyone was just like, that's where trash goes! fuck are we supposed to put it? There's a billion people on an island with no alleys. <laughs> That's when I should have been like, oh, not for Brooks, you know? Even shit people in New York think is cool is not cool. Like, there's that, like, hot, they're like, quote, unquote, hot photo of Marilyn Monroe where she's, like, walking in New York over a, a subway grate and then, like, air comes up and it blows her skirt up and she, like, pushes it down and is like, <laughs> and everyone is like, oh, what a babe. <laughs> but what nobody talks about is how that air is rat breath from the sewer. <laughs> the fucking dirtiest air in the world. The world. If you were in New York and you walked over a subway grade and enough air came out to blow your clothes up into the sky. Not just like a gust, like, oh, my clothes are in the air. That amount of wind. If that came from the subway, you would not be like, ooh, get a photo. Like, oh, shit. Fuck. Fuck. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fuck! I'm gonna be a Ninja Turtle now! You wouldn't be like, get a photo! That's why she died. Yeah, she gave it to JFK, that's why he died too. Oh, he's no one's here's dad. Fuck him. But the government was like, we can't have a president die in a rat breath. <laughs> Set up something in Dallas. And that's what really happened. Thank you guys very much. Guys, Brooks, wheel one more time for Brooks. And everybody you saw tonight. So let's hear everybody you saw tonight. That is our show. We'll be back on January 6th. Please have an awesome rest of your night and a great holiday. Take care, guys. I'm Cameron Put Esposito. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> 
Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.